You're listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, episode 52. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Arisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubuni. Welcome to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Iya Omileti. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Arisha, spirituality, and growth. So turn up the volume in your car, put on your earbuds, or grab a cup of coffee or tea, and let's chat. This episode is being brought to you by our newest resource available, the Alejo's Guide to Godparents. Inside of Alejo's 101, there is a great new framework to a challenge that is one of the first ones that pretty much everybody who is new is going to come across, and that is the How to Get a Godparent. For you, I have created the Allegio's Guide to Godparents, and it has a ton of help because of the many questions that this topic gets. What is it? It's a guide. It's done with video and audio, a couple of printables, and it will basically give you the map and the keys for the vehicle of how to get a godparent. Why do you need this? Because no matter what you want to do in these traditions, you will need someone to help you, to guide you, to uplift you in your spiritual journey. Because if you don't get the right person for you, you will continue to be where you are, alone and without guidance, without any help. How do you get your hands on it? Go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash Iya Omileti and click on the image that says, finally, your guide to choosing the right godparent. Watch the quick video that's there and get it because it's an amazing opportunity that has come from your questions, from your experiences, and from my desire to see more new folks finding where they belong. With that, let's get this episode going. This episode is properly called Everybody is Not for Everybody. Folks struggle with finding the right godparent and Even when they think that they have found someone, there are still many things to consider. In our program, Alejos 101, we have group calls. And in these calls, we have many deep discussions about the traditions and what is going on with folks. And it is a place to share and learn. And something happened which was personal because it happened 
to me. This is my story. I thought of discussing it on a separate podcast, but telling of the story when when it happened on the call, it was so raw, it was so real that many of the students on the call said that they were touched by what was said and it made sense to them. So we are going to listen to a clip, just a clip, and then I guess we are going to chat about it. With that, let's get this party started. We are going to start by listening in to this clip and listen carefully. Listen carefully at the story because we are going to talk about it as this is a real example of what can happen when it comes to choosing a godparent. So there was a person who was about to make Ocha. It was marked years ago that I was going to be her Ajubona. And this is why I say it's very important that you look at the energy of a person and how they mix with other Orishas and their children. This is why studying Patakis is so important. Some Orishas don't mix together. They just do not mix together. And their children, even worse. They definitely don't mix together. So I'm a child of Yemaya. This person is going to be crowned Elegba. And person is all over the place. And I'm one type, I'm the type of godparent that I don't want to be forgotten by my godchildren. So I want to be remembered. That means if my birthday comes along, happy birthday would be nice. If Christmas comes along, a card would be really nice. Just to know that I'm thought of, that I'm remembered. But I realize that this is not everybody. But it is very true for children. Most children of Yemaya are this way. But some children of Alegba, see, children of Alegba, I can't pin them down because they're so different. All of them are unique from each other. No two children of Alegbas are alike. No two. Some people say that all children of Alegba, they love the street. That's not true. I know because I'm married to one who's like a homebody that I'm just always kicking out the house. Like, just go to Home Depot, go somewhere. Just, I don't want to see you. You're like always home, go. And some children of Alegba, they really do live the homeless life. They're jumping from friend's house to friend's house. Now, this particular child, um, I realized that she only calls when she needs my husband, who's going to be her godfather. But she never calls me. And it just absolutely irks me. Because I'm like, like, what the hell am I? FedEx? Really? Like, I'm so indignant. Like, what? Like, I had to sit during your ceremony and I had to do all this work. I had to take off of work. And you can't even bother to give me a call to see if I'm all right. And so I remember that on Valentine's Day, she messaged me, ask Padrino to call me. It's about my Ocha. 
And my first response was, you know, it would be nice if you just call me to see if I'm all right. And the next message was, it's Valentine's Day. We're doing family things. And she's like, oh, okay. And the next day I got up. So this was on Valentine's Day. So then the same Monday I got up and I thought about it and I thought about it. And yes, I took my shower. Yes, I listened to my motivational stuff. I did all of that stuff, but it kind of bugged me. And I said, we're not a good fit. We're not a good fit. Orisha said that there was a right, but we're not a good fit. She doesn't listen to anything that I have to say. Over the years, she has stumbled on the same problems over and over. And no matter how I tell it to her, it could be rough. It could be hard. It could be steep. I'm mostly very hard. I'm very, very hard if you're supposed to already know stuff. And it's just, she falls right back into the same mistake. And I thought, just, I'm going to tell you how powerful things that you say are. And I said, oh my God, this is not going to work. I just hope that there's a way that I can exit out of this. But I can't because you have responsibilities. You know what I mean? When you go in front of the Orisha and this has already been set, this has been set. And I'm like, crap, this isn't going to work. She doesn't listen. I don't like the fact that she just does whatever she wants, but then she only reaches out when she wants to speak to my husband. And I'm like, what the hell? What am I? Because I was the one that was, you know, ripping your clothes off and doing your bow but you don't even call to say hi. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And it's very difficult to separate the feelings. So I had a talk with my husband and my husband says, by the way, I got to tell you something. Um, we're thinking about the Ocha and he's talking about the dates. And I'm like, well, the children start school. I don't think that this is going to be possible because now we're thinking about who we're going to leave the kids with because Ocha takes a week but he has to be there before because he's the godfather. There are abodes that need to be completed before Cariocha and he needs to physically be there. So I'm like, well, am I going to drive separately? Like I'm trying to figure this out. But then he said the best thing ever, but it was the best, but it still bothered me. And it was, she called me and she told me that she doesn't want to hurt your feelings, but that she would like to change Ajubona. And it was like a surreal moment because everything that I teach you guys, it's sometimes like it comes to pass and I'm like, oh crap, it's here. And it's true. Not everybody is for everybody. And mind you, I've done ebos with her. I'm still her adjubona and other things that she has received, but she doesn't like, no matter how I try to explain it to her, it doesn't work for her. We're not a good fit. Do I love her? Absolutely. I will always be there for her, but we're not a good fit because when you're looking for a godparent or an ajubona when you're crowning, that's for life. That's a responsibility. And I don't want to have to be bitter. You know, this chick just didn't call me for a year, but now I got to go to her house to rogate her head when she's been like, absent or a year you know what I mean so you have to know the energy of the Orisha and the energy of their children to know 
because you know who who you are. You know what you want, but you also know what is good for you. Like my husband was saying, if you want a godparent who is going to give you some slack, is going to get the job done, get a child of Oshun. She'll get it done or he'll get it done. They will always get it done. Children of um, Yemaya, they drag their feet. They'll get it done, but they'll love you. They'll smother you. They're going to kiss you, love you, adore you. They're going to want to be there for you every step of the way. They're going to want to walk with you. They don't want you to get hurt. They will protect you. Those are children of Yemaya. If you want that type of guidance, that's who you go to, a child of Yemaya. If you want a person who's going to be strict as hell, he's going to be bowing down the rules because you need structure, you get a child of Obatala. They'll do that for you. And sometimes that works for an individual. They need the iron law just down. If you want somebody who's going to talk a good talk, you're going to have a good time, but he's going to drag his feet, get a child of Chango. They'll always drag their feet. They'll get it done eventually. And you'll have a good time all the way through. The children of Chango, that's part of their flaws. And so he went through all of this and I felt bad, but I was relieved at the same time. But I'm sharing this with you because I'm still processing it because I am relieved, but I'm sad because I'm like, oh my God, it's just, it didn't work. And then it just came back to me, but wait a minute, you teach that not everybody works for everybody. And it's just your ashe does not work for her. I can see where she's falling. I can see the hole. I'm like, don't fall there. But she falls there and then she's crying and she wants to be on the phone for hours with my husband and how she fell on the hole. I'm like, I told you not to do that, but you did it anyway. And here we go again. You know what I mean? So I wanted to share it with you because it's still in development, but this is a reality. And a lot of people, it's not so much of getting a best friend. I know a lot of people think that getting a godparent is about getting a best friend and it's not. It's about getting a parent. So you have to find that parent quality that works best for you. Some people like to be told, real and straight. I don't always like things straight. For me, it has to be sugar-coated with a bunch of glitter, with a unicorn and a fairy, because that's the only way I'm going to listen to you. Because if not, I will shut you out. So it's interesting that I got paired with a child of Oshun, because she doesn't always agree with me, and I don't always agree with her, but she gives me enough slack enough for me to function, but she always will get the job done for me. Any abode that needs to be done, it's gonna get done. If I need to get a reading or something, it's gonna get done. If I need to cry to her, I just have to give her the heads up. I really don't want your opinion. I just wanna vent and here I go. And she'll do that for me. And if I want her opinion, I better brace myself because it's gonna come down <laughs> hard because she's tough, but I love her. It works. So you have to find what works for you. And when I tell you, really, really, really go in to look at, oh my God, parents. If you can get your hands on 
the journey to godparents and it's not even completed yet because I realized this is such a big thing. And I wanted to share this experience with you because it just happened a matter of days. I'm still processing, but I want you to think of what happens as a priest and how important it is to be brave and to have the courage to say, yeah, this is not working for me because you have that choice. Orisha may think this is fine. I approve this, but it may not be what works for you. Well, what do you think? I will review. Why am I sharing this with you? Because this is a real life experience of what can happen even if you think that you are set with a godparent choice, even if you think that this person is for you. If you choose to ignore things and aspects of the choosing of a godparent, this could go very wrong. This decision is supposed to be made for life, not only just for when things are hunky-dory and everything is going right. And this decision should never be done in haste. Many things need to be taken into account. The responsibility of that godchild for the godparent has to be taken into account. The responsibility of that godparent for the godchild has to be taken into account. The difference in personalities can be huge. Can you deal with that person's style, with that, per- with that person's teaching style, with the way that they explain things to you? Do you resonate with that individual? When this person explains something to you, do you understand it? Do you absorb it? Yes, no. These are the types of questions that must be asked when it comes to choosing a godparent. Has that priest really, let me, let me put myself closer to the mic, really <laughs> explained what is expected from said godchild? Even if it is calls to say hello and Merry Christmas cards. <laughs> I know it's funny, but has that priest taken the time to explain all of the expectations from you as a godchild? Has that godchild really understood what this relationship is going to be like? Or is this something that is being thrown into them or that they're being thrown into right away? Does the godchild feel comfortable enough to speak with this priest about serious life things? This, I think, is so important because many people think that when they're searching for a 
godparent, a lot of people, they hear, oh my God, my godparent, my godfather, my godmother, she's like my best friend. And I think this is a big mistake because they're looking for a BFF in a godparent. This is not so. What we need are parents. We're looking for a parent to help us in this journey. And there are many aspects to parenting. And it's not defined by being your best friend, but someone who will help you on your way for you to do what you need to do. In our household, for example, we have children, of course, you all know, and Sometimes we have to say things that the kids are like, they look at us like, I hate your guts. And my husband has a really great way of explaining it. And he says it nice and short and sweet. I'm not here to be your best friend. I'm here to prepare you for life. And as a mom who wants to snuggle up to my cutie pies, I'm like, oh my God, that's really tough. We're supposed to support them. He goes, I am supporting them because when I'm no longer around, I want these kids to be able to function in the world. The same goes here. It's not about being your BFF. It is for preparing you for your spiritual journey, which is, as you know, everything is involved. Your physical aspect, your relationships, everything is together. This person is key to helping you with that. Have you taken into account what you do need as a person? And not even as a person. We're not talking as a friend because we are not looking for a friend in this Have you taken into account what you do need as a parent, as a God parent? This is why it's so important to learn before you jump in. Because one of the things that we discussed were the characteristics of Orisha's children and how this can go into account. On the same call, we took not the deepest dive ever, but we took a a good dive and a good discussion into what you need and the the characteristics of Omo Orishas. This is why it's so important to learn and to take the time that is necessary for you to take your time to observe. I'm going to use myself as an example for this. As I did on the recording and on the call, I have many characteristics of a child of Yamaya. So if you need a nurturing person who's going to be with you every step of the way and is going to be involved to the point of even smothering you, then get a child of Yamaya. Not sure on the male children of Yamaya on this one, as I don't know too many, but many women tend to have these characteristics. If you need to get your stuff done and someone to love you, but be a little no nonsense, then go with a child of a shun. You'll always have what you need. You'll always get your bows done, but they might not always sugarcoat everything. 
these are just some of the examples. And even with those two that I've used, guess what? It's not entirely true. On this same call, we talked about how multifaceted people are. I remember I re-listened to the replay and I talked about people like multi, like million faceted diamonds. And Orisha are the same way. Nature is nature. And not every winter is the same. The sea isn't always behaving the same way. The waves are not always the same length and the same height and the same strength. Everything is multifaceted. And it's not just black or white. This is why it's imperative to know yourself. You might want to have a godparent to be your best friend and to go out for drinks with you and to smoke with you on the weekend. But what you might need might be somebody who will tell it to you how it is who will give you structure, who's not going to sugarcoat it, who's going to lay out the rules and hold you liable for what you do and your behaviors and hold you responsible for your life. And that may be what you need, okay? What you need. Do you know that until all the ceremonies are done that you do have a choice? that you're not stuck. In this example, I have to commend her. She had the courage to say, I don't think this is going to work. And she was bigger than me to say it. I knew the responsibility that it would take. I was already working out in my mind about her yearly rogations and all of the things that an Ajibona has to do. And I was willing to, to do it. I know the responsibility. And because I have known this person for a while, I was so willing to do it because we, I was willing to do it. I was willing to do it. And I knew that it wasn't a good fit, but because it was marked, I didn't want to let anyone down. And then this happened. This shows me that each day we are learning. And I teach constantly that not everybody is for everybody. And this lesson just popped up and it hit me. And as I mentioned on the call, I'm still processing it, but it was the best thing that could have happened. And I want you to know that you're not bound a hundred percent, you do have choices. I know, I know this that I'm about to share with you. I don't know it a hundred percent for everybody because I don't know the, I don't know how many people are on earth now, 7 billion people that are on earth. But on the most part, in our traditions, know that in the end, Many of these efforts are done in love and not necessarily with malice. 
people will lay down the law and they will tell you this is what happened. This came out in your reading, but you're doing this. What What's going on? And it's not done with malice. It's part of the responsibility that happens. And a lot of it is done with love. Here's the thing. Even if it's done with love, I'm, I'm trying to say this without sounding so mean, but have you ever heard of the saying, you killed this person with too much love, you loved it too much? That can happen. Sometimes two energies don't really mix well to the best outcome for one or both. And we have to take this into account. We have to know that at the end of the day, until, for example, for Lukumis, right? Until you go to that godparent and receive something, you still have a choice. I'm going to, this was not in my notes, but I remembered it and I'm grateful that I remembered it. So here we go. Tell you a little story. I talk a lot often that I almost had three godparents, right? I'm going to tell you about one of those. Oh, I really liked her. I really did. I loved talking to her. I could talk to her for hours. Even now when I do see her, I love her energy. I remember she asked me to come to her house with two coconuts, a plate, two candles, and an ashadee. And my whole thing was, oh my God, we're going to do some witchcraft. This is so great. I love it. But we had been having a lot of conversations. And this day, she brought me to the foot of her orisha, her head orisha. And she asked if I could be the god, her godchild. And I was floored because I had no idea that that was going to happen. And I remember holding my plate and I was like, holy crap, is this really going down right now? But I was standing there like, what was I going to do? Run away and grab my bag and go on the train? No, I had to deal with it. And I remember I made one call when I left. I was waiting for the train. This was in the Bronx in New York. I was waiting for the train and I made one phone call. And this was what I said. The first thing, oh, how you doing? I think I have a godparent. Literally, I asked that. I think I have a godparent. And my friend was like, what do you mean you think you have a godparent? I'm like, I think I have one. And she's like, I don't understand. And I told her about, you know, the white dish. She's like, you went to ask the Orisha? I'm like, I didn't know I was going to do that. I thought we were going to do some type of spiritual stuff. She's like, ooh, you have a godparent. But even when that happened, even when the plate was given, I was not sure. And I had two choices. Choice number one, let it go, ride it out. Stay with her because I had given my word at that point. Or choice number two, run away. I was very young. I wish I would have had the courage that this person had to at least let me know. But I didn't have the courage to do that. 
I literally ran away. I began to avoid her phone calls. I never came to any of the events that I thought she was going to be at. I was scared. And what I realized looking back, I'm still thrilled that I did not go through with it because something was kind of nudging inside that something was not quite there. I couldn't tell you what it was if you paid me a million dollars. But just something didn't feel right. I don't know what it was. Frankly, I don't care anymore. But what I'm trying to point out is that even after that happened, I still had a choice. I took my choice. And my choice was, I'm running for the hills, which I did. I don't advise all of you to run for the hills. I advise for a more grown-up conversation But I was still too young and I just didn't have the nerve to hurt a priest's feelings or something. And when it becomes super solid is when you receive something. Like when you receive elekes. If you receive elekes, you are bound to that person. And on top of that, you want to know the seriousness of the elekes? That priest's orishas are also having a commitment with you. It's serious. And until, that's why I ask people, get your ebos done without receiving something yet. I'm not saying that you're not going to need your warriors or your hand of ifa or whatever it is. I'm not saying that. I'm saying to wait. Because the person who gives it to you, you are bound to that person. That is a commitment that should be made for life. When it comes out in an odu, let's say you go to a reading. Let's say, as an example, this is your first reading ever and you're so excited. And let's say that you're with a babalao or an olorisha or whoever. And they tell you, oh, you're marked for ocha. And you need elikas and you need to have your warriors right now and you need to make ocha. And you need this, you need that, and they give you a list, of course. Know that, yes, you're going to need it, but it doesn't have to be right now. There are some odus that, of course, they speak. You need this seriously right now. I was lucky enough when... I received my warriors in the Lukumi traditions. I was very, very young. It was me and my son. And we received them together. And he was one that he basically told me, I'm not your godfather, but I'm doing this because you need it. Although I still called him my godfather. And he just like whatevered me because I was so young and I would ask him like gazillion questions and he said oh my god you have a lot of energy because I was young and I was very excited but he gave me that option just know that there are folks out there who will work with you without having that bond however I know I just burst your bubble however if you receive let's just use a legba from priest A, that priest will always be your godfather for that shrine that you received. That priest 
you should keep in touch with that priest. You should still give that priest respect because you are gaining array from the hands of this priest. But if they have a house and they only did this for you, then a good rule of thumb, if you are not going to go through the whole godparent relationship with this priest, anything that they're doing regarding the item, the shrine, the energy that you received, you should make it your business to be part of that and to help out. That is how you give back. So there are ways to get the things that you need. If you are not fully ready to commit to a person, to anyone, and still get what you need as you're, you know, trucking along in life. So it's not like, oh my God, I'm never going to get a godparent and blah, blah, blah. And now um, the only way that I can get my warriors is if I make this one my godparent. But I just don't know about this one. You have to listen to your intuition. And meditation is a very important part. But some people don't meditate. They just have a strong connection. I still suggest meditation. I was one that was like, nah, I don't want to do that. But I see the advantages of sitting quietly and meditating. Things come to your mind that you're like, whoa. So if you are meditating about priest A, or priestess A, could be a girl, and you think it has to be into such a way that you have taken the time to get to know this person in the good and the bad. It's not about, oh, this person has to be perfect. We're not looking for perfection. And if you are, congratulations, but good luck finding it. If that's how you feel, because we're humans and we're not perfect. We're always working on ourselves. At least I hope we, most of us are working on ourselves and we have to take our time. I've mentioned this a lot. And when I mean taking your time, have you shown up for at least a year of everything that they're doing? One whole year. That means you are fully committed this year. You call them often. You show up to everything. I know right now we're in the middle of a pandemic, but you still can reach out. There are still things that are being done. I know that there are ochas that are being done. There are ceremonies. There are bows, things, and there are masks involved and social distancing as best as possible. People are having to be creative because this may go for a little longer than what we thought. Because remember back in a couple of episodes, I thought it was going to be like a couple of weeks. It's not a couple of weeks. This is going for a while. And this experience may change the way the world does things. So how much time have you really dedicated to get to know priest or priestess A, the one that you're considering? How many times do you call this person? And have you really sat down to have conversations on what are their expectations for you? 
this is where I failed because I didn't have that. I didn't have those conversations. I failed when I was younger and I failed on this one. I failed because I knew this person, they cast, and no conversation was had before that on the possibilities and responsibilities. Lesson learned. Anything that is being considered going forward, we're going to have a lot of conversations on what it is that is expected. And this is what you should do. Be brave. Because I have to tell you, speaking to priests can be scary. You're like, oh my God, I don't want to like make him mad at me. And he's not going to like me. What if he does witchcraft on me? Like who knows what crosses through the mind, but it can be scary. Don't be scared. If you are not able to have this conversation with this person, that is a red flag that this person is not right for you. If this person is not able to listen to you, acknowledge what you're saying, that is a red flag. Run, run, run the other way. Far away. But respectfully, don't curse them out and stuff and don't disappear like I did. Have that conversation. I don't think this is going to work out. Another thing. Oh my goodness, this wasn't even in my notes, but very important. How this person behaves when the poop hits the fan. Very important. Can you handle that? Will you accept them for who they are? Or does that bother you so much that you can't deal? You know, there's certain people that when they get mad, I'm like, I don't want to be around this person. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm gone. Is this a person that you will accept warts and all with all of their imperfections? Can you fully respect this individual for the rest of your life? These are very important questions to ask before diving in into a godparent. And the, your best friend is going to be time if you put in the time to build that relationship with that person. Maybe that person is not your godparent. You just can't handle certain things and certain aspects of this individual. And you can't take it. While somebody else will fully be like, I don't have a problem with that. I do totally dig that. And that's a better fit doesn't mean that you're not going to care for this person. It's just not a good fit for this type of relationship. And you have to be brutally with your intuition, with your heart, with your mind, brutally honest about this decision. I want you to remember that not everyone is for everyone. Or, if you want to put it another way, everyone is not for everyone. You've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate you like you don't even know. For show notes, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash 52. 
1-800-273-8852. Something major and exciting is coming to Orisha Wisdom. And it's going to be for all of those Alejos and Aborishas who do not have a spiritual house yet and are looking. I wonder what it could be. So this is the first time I am making this announcement. It's coming. It's coming. And just keep listening. If you are part of the mailing list, make sure that you whitelist my emails because I was just told this week, but your emails, they keep going into other folder or spam or whatever. And I keep moving them up. Make sure you properly whitelist because my email list is probably the first place that I make any major announcements. I do my very best not to over flood people with a gazillion emails, like one email a day. I try not to, unless something major is going on that deserves one or two emails a day or a couple of emails a day. But other than that, I do my very best to be respectful of your email and your time. If you want to be part of the email list, of course, just go to arishawisdom.com and something, there will be buttons there for you to be part of the email community. Just make sure you get emails. This is going to be huge. And I'm looking at the outline literally right now, which is on a board in front of me. And it's amazing. And it's something that is so good that I wish I would have had when I had no house, which means for 15 years or so, I'm going to do the math one of these days, but I think it's about 15 years that I was looking, man, I wish I would have had something like this. Okay. Next quick update. Yes. Orisha swag is underway. I will be having a date at some point of when things are going to be released awesome Orisha art made by an Orisha worshiper for Orisha worshipers of the world. It's coming. Keep a watch on the info link and listening to the Orisha Wisdom podcast and your eye on the emails. I will be sure to announce everything at some point, at least to give a date. Uh, Lastly, I think, uh, get the last of the design jewelry that is all handmade with Orisha and things in mind. You know, there are bracelets. I actually took one out because I wanted to take a look at it. And it says, the universe hears my prayers. And I love having something like that. And it's a charm bracelet and I love it. And it has something about Ori and all kinds of stuff. This was hand stamped metal that you can have. And once it's gone, it's gone. Make sure you go to the info link. I'll put all of that into the show notes uh, for you to take a look and get it until it's gone because I'm just going to focus on art when it comes to things that I make and focus more on Orisha wisdom. So unfortunately, I had to say bye-bye to jewelry. If you have found value on what we do and what I do here and the content that I create And you can, if you can, I hope that you support me on the Patreon page. And it's so 
cool. You will have the recordings of all of the podcasts before they come out and other stuff that are there. Just check it out if you can. It would help. It would help to offset the costs and allow me to continue to create more content. To get there is patreon.com forward slash Iya Omileti. And I am very, very excited about it. And I am grateful for the existing Patreon that we have. And I'm just so excited and I'm looking forward to growing it and to adding value and to sharing more with you. If you're still looking for a godparent, remember to check out the Alejo's Guide to Godparent. Great resource. You can go to my info link, orishawisdom.com forward slash Iya Omileti. Look for the little picture, click on it, watch the video, and get it. I am just so grateful that you were able to hang out with me. If you love this podcast, if you love the information that it has given you, share it so that someone else can also get something out of it, especially this episode, which I think is important because it showed real life of what can happen and how to avoid it. And I think this is going to be so helpful. When you can, if you can, please give us a review in iTunes. I read each and every one, but it does help to put this Orisha traditions and Orisha content podcast to keep it on the map. And if you're on YouTube, of course, you know how the drill goes. Subscribe and click on the little bell icon so that you will be the first to know when there is a new video uploaded. Stay tuned for the next episode where we are going to go through another of your questions from Ask a Priest. I can't wait. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Arisha bless you immensely. Odabo! Thank you for listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Arisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed, and until next time...